It is Tuesday, March 14th, and this is your morning mud. This episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative, as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever, with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt. You are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine? And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day, and now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater, all you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud to make the switch today. Good morning, everybody. I am Matt Wright, Editor-in-Chief of Muddied Waters Media. I hope everybody is having a fantastic Tuesday. Um, let's get into it. Um, we reported yesterday about Joe Biden. He was probably going to be approving the Willow oil project in Alaska, but at the same time, he was barring the drilling of oil on 16 million acres of federal land in the same area. Well, yesterday he ended up approving the Willow oil project. Um, which a lot of people, both on the left and the right, have been calling out this clip from Joe Biden during the 2020 campaign. No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Number one. And we all know that he said it, and we all know that he has now approved this project to go through, and that would make this Joe Biden's... Read my lips. No new taxes. Moment. And that's because, obviously, he made a promise to his constituents, and then he absolutely went back on his promise. Uh much like George Bush with the read my lips, no new taxes. And then he ended up raising taxes. Same exact energy is coming from Joe Biden here. Um, but before we get into some of the backlash that we've been seeing from uh, the, the progressives on the Willow project, let's go into a little bit about what this project is. So the project can produce up to 180,000 barrels of oil a day, um, which is about 1.5% of total U.S. production. Uh, it's going to be on the largest, uh, it is the largest proposed oil drilling on U.S. public lands and the biggest oil field in Alaska. And uh, Alaska Republican U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan said the development could be one of the biggest, most important resource development projects in our state history. And on average, about 499,700 barrels of oil a day flow through the Trans-Alaska Pipeline, which is well below where it was at its peak with 2.1 uh, million barrels. 
and they are attempting to try to get it back up to that number in order to help ease some of the burden that we see here in the United States on gas prices and world worldwide. Now, obviously, this is not something that pleases everybody. Uh, Senator Ed Markey, who is very big on uh, climate justice and does not believe that there should be any kind of new fossil fuel investment going on, uh, wrote on Twitter, uh, POTUS is wrong. The approval of a massive oil development project on federal lands is a mistake we will regret for generations. The Willow Project's devastating consequences will be suffered by all of us. We must move forward, not backward. And this is basically what you're going to be seeing from everybody on the left. Um, perennial presidential candidate, Marianne Williamson, uh, the Orb mother herself came out and said, as president, I would immediately cancel the Willow Project. We're either going to save the planet or we're not. Right now, we are stealing from our grandchildren the right to safely inhabit this world. But to Marianne, what I have to say is due to inflation and the $32 trillion in debt, we are stealing from not only our grandchildren, we are stealing from our grandchildren's grandchildren. Everything that the government has been doing for the last 30 years or more has been in an effort to steal from our grandchildren's grandchildren. Taking the oil to help alleviate some of the costs that we are experiencing is not the worst of uh, ideas for a president to have. Now, people are saying, why is Biden doing this? Why is this something that's happening? He knows that with gas prices being where they are, with inflation being where they are, with banks closing and the uh, with banks closing and the uh, recession sitting right there on the brink he needs to do something if he has any hope if he has any hope of winning in 2024 that is if he even decides to run so he needed to do something and he needed to do it fast and he needed to do it quick uh in order to get people in his good graces this was his plan he said i'm going to allow this to happen the people on the right will be happy that I'm allowing oil. I'll be able to get some of those right-leaning independents to kind of swing back over my way. They won't be as uh, hostile toward me on the right because I'm allowing oil to happen. Gas prices will go down. And you can kind of gauge who's going to win elections based on gas prices. Uh, so I think that his plan here is, yeah, I might be pissing off my base, and it's a gamble to try to piss off that base because they might all just try to vote Bernie Sanders in again. Um, which, sidebar on this, I saw an article the other day. Uh, I saw an article the other day and they said, if Biden decides not to run, is Bernie Sanders the next obvious uh, candidate? Is that who we would go with? And that is like... You are the you, you claim to be the party of diversity and you're going going to trade an 80 year old white guy for an 80 year old white guy who's Jewish. Where you you are the party of diversity and the best your bench has are two 80 year old white guys. 
anyway, Joe Biden knows that he needs to do something in order to start getting people back into back into his good graces uh, or back into the people's good graces. So this, I believe, is step one of him attempting to win back the people. Even though Ron DeSantis hasn't officially announced that he's running for the office of president, it's a pretty safe bet that this is something that's going to happen. And Trump absolutely sees him as his biggest threat from either side, from the Republicans or the Democrats. Uh, and you can tell this by how much, by how badly he's going after him. Uh, and this was very true yesterday when he unloaded on DeSantis and he said he was dead as a dog. He was he was a dead politician. He would have been working perhaps for a law firm or doing something else uh, to a group of reporters. Um, one of the reporters asked if he regretted endor endorsing DeSantis, who uh, Trump did endorse in 18. And that was how DeSantis ended up winning uh, in a very close election um, that was... It was it was a fun election to pay attention to if you live here in the state. Um, and Trump, when asked if he regretted endorsing him, said, uh, yeah, maybe, probably. Yeah, I like people that are loyal. That guy, w that guy was dead. He was dead as a doornail. Yeah, I might I might say that I always got along great with him when he was governor. I did. I did a lot of good things for Florida. He still is governor and you don't get along too great with him now. Um, but he said that he liked people that are loyal. And so that would mean that because Trump does like to toss his endorsement around, like he liked to throw his name on everything that he possibly could, like Trump stakes, Trump university, Trump airlines. Um, a few of the people that he finds to be really loyal are uh, Blake Masters, Kelly Shabaka, uh, Leora Levy, Herschel Walker, Adam Laxalt, uh, Don Bolduc, uh, Mehmet Oz, Gerald Malloy. You know, he's got a lot of people that he has endorsed that are very, very loyal to him. Um, they just aren't doing anything in politics. Um, and that's not to say that I support DeSantis or that I support Trump. That's just to say... This battle that's going on in the Republican Party is going to be an entertaining one all the way through uh, the primary season, and I'm here for it. Stick around. We got more show coming up. Hang out for these commercials, and I will be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So Silicon Valley Bank, as we discussed yesterday, uh, had to close its doors over the weekend. And the government ended up coming in and taking over. Um, because they could know they had no more money in their coffers and people did a run on the bank and they couldn't give people the money. Uh, so they ended up having to shutter and the, the government came in and took over. Now, as we discussed yesterday, um, they, a lot of people in the government said that there will be no bailouts for the investors of Silicon Valley bank. There will be no 
bailouts for the investors of Silicon Valley Bank. However, what they kind of left a little bit muddled and is becoming more clear is that the people who had money deposited in Silicon Valley Bank will definitely not get a bailout because they don't want to call this a bailout. But the government will be giving them all of their money back. Now, FDIC insurance... Um, FDIC insurance usually insures up to $250,000. You can see it on every bank when you walk in. It's right there on the door. FDIC insured up to $250,000. Um, and since 92 or 93% of all accounts had higher than $250,000, what they ended up having to do was they had to suspend the insurance limit that FDIC insures. And then... They are going to be pulling the money, definitely not from taxpayers, definitely not from taxpayers. Um, they are going to be pulling it from uh, an FDIC deposit insurance fund or an IDF, which is funded by bank fees and investment earnings to replace lost deposits uh, at the failed banks. The, a treasury official expressed confidence last night that it will cover all of the lost deposits at both banks, both uh, Silicon Valley and uh, Barney Frank's bank, which also failed over the weekend, Signature Bank, uh, which also failed over the weekend for the exact same reasons, with other banks looking like they might topple again. Now, we're kind of stuck in a weird situation where if you have the government that's suspending these rules in order to make sure that the people at these banks are, that the people who have deposited the money at these banks are protected, you are now stuck with, okay, banks, then any bank can make any kind of promise on what sort of return you would get for having your money. So you could go to your uh, your your local credit union and get your 2.5% uh, interest annually in your savings account and just have that money build up slowly while it's in there. Um, not as an investment, but just, you know, thank you for using our bank because they're using your money to lend it out to other people and making more than that 2.5%. So now you can have banks that are offering massive, massive interest rates for you to keep their money there. And if this kind of thing happens, if this kind of thing happens, there's a run on that bank and the bank shuts down, it is going to be expected that the FDIC uh, insurance, uh, that the deposit insurance fund will then bail you out. Instead of putting, instead of having the regular instead of you having to be like, okay, is this a bank that I trust? Is this somebody that I can bet? Is this somebody that I can look into and make sure that what they're doing makes good business sense? They're going to try to buy you off with this and then the government's going to come in and bail you out. And once this starts happening, people like Elizabeth Warren and people like Barney Frank, which is why it makes it even funnier that his bank failed, um, are going to say that instead of using banks and having the government bail people out, all money should be should be held in a banking organization by the government, and you would just deposit your money with the government and then pull it back out. And then that is only one step away 
from the end goal of not of us not having control of our own money because once they get to that point they will have control over all of the money and then they could say no you can't have any more of this today we don't like what you've been spending this on the moment that they take away the ability for people to make bad investments and in and, and, and depositing your money into a bank is an investment you are taking a risk that that bank is going to be there. You are betting on that bank to not go out of business. So if they are going to start bailing everybody out for their investments, they are only a few steps away from attempting to just take over the banking industry as a whole. So be careful with that. Go local, go credit unions, you know, people that you can actually see how they are doing the business uh, because those are the people who will make sure that your money is there. Um, and for them not to say that this is, a, this is absolutely a bailout. They changed the rules in order. They changed the rules in order to make sure everybody's going to get their money back, um, which good for the people who are going to be getting their money back. But at the same time, you can't say this isn't a bailout. If you are changing the rules to, to, to aid in making sure that these people get this money back, then you are 100% giving them a bailout. Um, so uh, there's going to be a lot more of this happening. Sign like Signature Bank happened on Sunday. Uh, as uh, Silicon Valley Bank happened Friday. Uh, there was another bank. I should have written this down. Uh, there was another bank that was on the brink today. This... There is going to be a domino effect of this happening. So keep an eye out for all of that. This, this year, this year is going to get just absolutely wild. That is the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy what is happening here at Muddied Waters Media, I ask you to do a couple of simple favors for us. Please, whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on, give us a five-star review. Also, leave a review. And the biggest way that you can help is by sharing this episode with your friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you again very soon. And remember, where we're going, we don't need roads.